as church has focused so much on the go, but God never just sends us and then sits on his seat and expects us to do all the work. He said go, but he's also saying as you go, I am with you. So that means when you go, you're not alone, I am with you. Wherever you go, I will be with you. When you walk through the waters, you are not alone. I am with you. When you walk through fire, you are not alone. I am with you. Amen. So our God is with us. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, He says, I am with you. Our God is with us. I think in Christian life, we are missing actually partnering with God. And so the first last week I spoke about the power of the Holy Spirit in the gospel in I am with you. It says I am with you, but I want you to go and take the gospel. The power is in the gospel. And fortnight ago I talked about from Romans chapter 1 verse 16 where he says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Amen. The power is in the gospel. So we have the ability and the power, not because we are amazing, but because we, have, we, we gave our hearts to God and Jesus dwells in us through His Holy Spirit. Amen? So last week we talked about the power of God and saying, go, I'm with you. And this morning I want to talk about partnership with the Holy Spirit. See, God wants us to partner with Him. He doesn't want us to do life alone. He doesn't want us to, uh, to, 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 to drag our life and to struggle all our life and do whatever we can do uh, so that we can get to heaven. No, God wants to be with you in every aspect of our life. Every aspect. In our, in our, in our education. I, I remember when I was writing my income tax paper, when I was doing my BCom, I was doing my income tax paper, and I, man, I studied, but there's so many rules. I've kept forgetting the, the rules. And I, and, and praise God, I thought I would really fail that, but praise God, I passed that. But I asked God, I said, would you give me wisdom? I need you to help me retain what I'm right, learning. And the Holy Spirit helps you. The Holy Spirit not only helps in our education, the Holy Spirit helps us in our relationships. Amen. Now, he, he, I, I only had two girlfriends in my entire life. One dumped me, one married me. That's good. Only two girlfriends. I didn't look at girls going, oh, smorgasbord. Hmm. No, only two. One that I dated for six years, and I can proudly in the Lord say this, that I have never crossed the line with her. We prayed together, we did everything together properly in prayer and all that stuff. And then she dumped me. Because I said I'm going into ministry, full-time ministry. She goes, there's no money in full-time ministry. So she dumped me. Well, she still loves Jesus, by the way. Okay. Um, and so my world went down like Twin Towers, the World Trade Center. and. Um, and then I came, uh, of course, you know, I came to New Zealand to study and my heart was to go to Africa. 
to as a missionary. And then I met Kara and I said to the Lord, I said, oh, look, I don't want to go into relationships. You know, it's an Indian girl who dumped me. And if I go out with this girl, boy, you never know God. And then I remember God saying to me very clearly, he said, don't tell her God told me, but go tell her how you feel about her. Most of you know this story. The first time we ever, ever went out, you know, I didn't date her the way the world teaches us to date. The first time we ever talked, I said, I think I'm falling in love with you and I'm ready to marry you. She ran. And I, I mean, I'm cutting the story short, but I had this thing with God. I said, God, we don't date like that. You know, you got to take her out, you got to spend some money, you got to woo her, you got to, you know, all this stuff, and you got to do it nicely. But no, God said, if you, one thing I never told her is God told me. Because that creates a lot of confusion and puts a lot of pressure. Don't ever say, God told me, and then do it. Because how come God tells me and not tells her? Think about that. So I told her how I feel about her, and then I left it to God, and for 48 hours I didn't see her, and I'm praying in tongues, I'm praying in everything. I was like, Lord, I'll do everything. Did I even do it right? Because my heart was pumping for 48 hours. And then she came back and she said, yep, let's do it. I said, great, let's do it. But then my insecurities kicked in. Because all of a sudden, because you see, the devil, the Bible says the devil is an accuser of the brethren. Do you realize that? The devil reminds you of what you did in the past. I mean, um, just step aside a little bit. Uh, we, I was uh, praying for a girl and she was manifesting and she's just, she was so difficult and the demon in her would not leave her. And I'm saying, get out, get out. She's not getting out. And then the, the demon in her starts prophesying and telling me the sins I committed when I was a teenager. And I'm kind of going, oh, back off, back off. And she was accurately true. And so I lost my power and authority because I was going, whoa, I was backfooted. But then I was, when I was praying, God said, the devil is an accuser of the brethren. He accuses you. So I said, okay, put on the armor of God. Pray against the lady God free in Jesus' name, which was wonderful. Amen. But... Back to Kara, when I want to talk about Holy Spirit, partnering with the Holy Spirit. Because you see, the Holy Spirit exists to empower us, to strengthen us, to equip us, to cleanse us, to give us authority and the power, to give us a clear mind so that we can be strong in God. And the Bible says in Daniel 11.32 that those that are strong in the Lord or those that know God shall be strong and shall carry out great exploits. Today as Christians we walk powerless because we don't partner with God. We know a little bit about the Word of God, but we don't have a full comprehension of the dunamis power of God. Why? Because we're not plugging into Christ. How do you plug into Christ? Through reading His Word, allowing His Holy Spirit to wash you, to cleanse you. So I hear I'm with Kara, and then straight away with Kara, I, she, she says, let's go out. We went out a couple of times, and my insecurity came in and goes, Boy, wait a minute, that girl dumped me, she's a Christian girl, that dumped me, this girl's going to dump me too. What's guarantee? What's the guarantee? She's going to dump me as well. 
So my insecurities of my past experience, I started to project on Kara. Come on, we all do that. Yeah? We all do that. We're like, whoa, I had this with this girl. Six years I prayed with her. Hallelujah. Shakabanda, shoulda bought a Honda. All those stuff that we have done. And now that girl dumped me. Why would, wouldn't this girl dump me? You see, the Holy Spirit. Then I, I prayed and she got sick of me in two weeks. She did. She did get sick of me two weeks. And she said, look, you need to sort yourself out in God because I ain't going to help you. Because no matter what she does, it's never going to help me and heal my heart. And only Holy Ghost, God, has to heal my heart. And then I had to go, fair enough, go see God. God touched me. God healed me. And now we're getting close to 19 years of being married. You know, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I think it's cool. Yeah. And uh, why I'm saying all this is, you see, in relationships, when we talk about gospel, we get cynicism, we get cynicism, skepticism kicks in, and we kind of go, we get cynical. That's where I was going. We get cynical and go, oh, you know, I tried to tell the word that time. It didn't work out, and we hold back. A lot of our Christian faith is based on experience. If your Christian faith is based on experience, you're not walking in the power of God. You're not walking in the power of God. Because the Bible says that today is a new day. Amen. Today's a new day. That means God created a new day and His mercies are old every morning. Thank you. They are new every morning. His mercies. So if His mercy is new every morning, why do you bring the old garbage and keep throwing in the new? Because the old and the new cannot go together. The old wineskin and the new wineskin don't mix together. So you cannot bring the old and keep projecting in the new. Because when you do that, you are diminishing the power of God that can be manifested in and through your life. So you see, when we do that, we're missing out. And, and a lot of relationships are like they partner with God. Because when you partner with God, then God will tell you, it's a, leaving the past behind. It's a new day. It's a new season. In, in Corinthians chapter, 2 Corinthians 6.2, it says, today is the day of salvation. But God, I've been talking to Clara on, about Jesus. And Clara has so, got such a stubborn heart. And now she's avoiding me. And wherever I go, she avoids me now. But I'm, I'm embarrassed because she now sees me like I'm a um, sales agent. But you see, keep, keep at it. Because your experiences may say one thing, but the Word of God says, today is the day of salvation. For some of us, today's the day for healing. For some of us, today is the day of healing of hearts and emotions. But we need to plug into Christ. Hello? Wakey, wakey. Amen. So here we are. We're talking about the Holy Spirit by partnering with the Holy Spirit. And evangelism is the same thing. It's prompting and it's allowing God's prompting to partner with us. And we say, God, what do you want me to do? Let's do it. Because evangelism is not one style fits for all. God is not interested in a style. He's interested in us sharing the gospel. 
I often say, marry the message, not the method. A lot of people talk about the method. This is how you have to talk about Jesus. This is the way you have to do it. No, don't marry the method. Marry the message because the method changes, but the message is the same forever. Yesterday, today, and forever, He is the same God. He has the same power. He has the same authority. And if you plug in, you can see the power of God manifest in and through your life. A couple of weeks ago, I said, when we talk about evangelism, we are not asking you to date that person. You don't need to date that person. You don't need to marry that person. You just need to present the gospel. You see, allow Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm mixing it a little bit because if you don't experience the power of God, you cannot talk about the power of God. It's like this chocolate. I've got this chocolate. It's a delicious chocolate. It's an amazing chocolate. It's Whitaker chocolate. Mmm, Nigel Lawson likes it. You know, I don't know if you've seen her ads. It's 33% cocoa and it's uh, made since 1896. It's a milky chocolate made in New Zealand. The HQ is in Pararua. It's an amazing chocolate. How long will I be keep talking about it? Some point of time it will come where I need to taste it. If I keep talking, I can talk about it because I'm just like a parrot. I'll read everything about it. It's going, how many calories? Let me tell you the barcode of this. It's 9431420008582. I can talk about it. I think we all have become that. We've talked about it. But the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. You will never know God if you don't taste. How do I taste God? You may ask, open the Bible, amen, oh I'm too busy right now, I've got three kids and uh, oh, I've got one wife, oh, I've got one job, oh, I cram in 80 hours in 40 hours, week, oh, I am so busy. But God loves you. He is amazing. His Whitaker's cream chocolate, 33% cocoa, and the barcode. Oh, God loves you. No, you're missing the truth. Taste and see. That means if you love somebody, you make time for that person. Hello? I love Jesus. I make time for Jesus. Jesus is not pushing me down, cornering me, wrestling me like UFC. Israel, whatever his name is. The, anyway, the, yeah, exactly. So he's not wrestling me down, but he says, come, if you want to see God, it's beautiful to sit with God and partner with him. Open the word, right? Open the chocolate. It's like, start smelling nice. It smells nice. You can smell it and then you can break it and go, oh, that feels good. It's sweet, tasty, it's yummy. You see, now all of a sudden, he's been wanting it. Um, all of a sudden now, I can actually, literally, really tell you that this chocolate is delicious. 
I can really tell you that God is beautiful. I can really tell you that while I am depressed, His Holy Spirit has come and healed my heart. While I was insecure of a woman dumping me and me projecting my insecurity on this woman, that relationship on this woman, and when I stood before God and said, I hate this life, and I allowed the Holy Spirit, and I ate the Word of God, I can tell you, I walk in freedom. It's not head knowledge. It's not head knowledge. It is truth that set me free. My addictions, my alcoholism, my everything. I don't want to talk about my sins here. But everything. God touched me. I don't blame my wife because I get drunk. Oh, it's her problem. No, it's my problem. She's not drinking on my behalf. I'm drinking. Oh, you don't know what my marriage is like. Well, I don't know, but God knows. Talk to God. Oh, I don't love Him anymore. Well, get on your knees. Pray fast until you love Him. Oh, you don't know what she is like. I'm thankful that I don't know what she is like. Because then it's a challenge for me to love her. In the Lord. But you see... But you see, what I'm trying to say is, when the Holy Spirit comes, I'm trying to give you analogies here, but, but when the Holy Spirit comes, the Bible says that He gives us power. In Luke chapter 24, verse 49, it says, And now I will send the Holy Spirit. I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised. But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. Amen. The Holy Spirit fills you. So he's saying, and now I'll send the Holy Spirit, but stay here in the city till the Holy Spirit comes and fills you. What do I mean by that? Wait for the power of God. Wait for the revelation of God. Wait for the leading of the Lord. Wait for the prompting of God and then go. And then you will see God move. Acts chapter 1 verse 4 says, And being assembled together with them, He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Wait for the promise of the Father. What God was doing, what Jesus was doing is, look, I want you to be a light, but you cannot be the light in your own strength. I want you to wait till the Holy Spirit comes and He will fill you and empower you and then you will be the light. What do I mean by that? Now, post-Antioch church, the Holy Spirit is already here. Amen. He's already here. You don't need to look at her head and she will, oh, I don't know whether she's ready or not. No, he's ready. He will prompt you and you share the word with her. Allow the Holy Spirit to empower you. Amen. Relationships, eh? We want relationship advice, but we want to do it in our own strength. Acts 1.8 says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Only when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, he's talking about them. But today, the Holy Spirit is here with us. 
Amen. When you submit yourself and be sensitive to Him, the power of God will move through you. Why? Because He's already in you. I want to talk some stories this morning. I've been telling stories because I cannot just talk about partnering with the Lord without talking stories, not just in my life of God's breakthroughs, but also in the Bible. Because in Acts chapter 8, verse 29, we look at Acts where Philip, the Holy Spirit leads Philip to talk to the eunuch. See, the Holy Spirit says here, and now I will send the whole, no, where is it? Then the Spirit of said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. You know, the Holy Spirit said to Philip, Hey, I want you to go and share the word with the eunuch. And so the Holy Spirit led him. You know, we need the Holy Spirit leading. God doesn't want you to do something and then he will sit back and watch you fail. No father wants, or no mother, no parent wants their children to fail. How many parents want their children to fail? Please put your hands up. I'm glad there's none in here. That's the nature of the father. He doesn't want us to fail. And I will say this, guys, that no, how many times have I put myself out there? I remember meeting this strange couple when we moved here. Uh, looking for a house, and uh, we were looking for a house in uh, East Auckland, and uh, I was driving around, I went into this house, and, and then uh, I walked in, and the, 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 the people were all in the house, and I walked in, and God goes, ooh, I want you to talk to them, and I'm like, no, I'm here with an agent, they live here, they've just had a birthday party, don't do this to me, God. Because you don't know in Auckland to live is traffic, five o'clock traffic is busy. I just want to look at this house and get out. And God said, I want you to talk to this couple. I said, no. And so I disobeyed God. And I said, I'm not doing it. I don't want to get in, stuck in traffic. And I want to get home for dinner. So I got out and I disobeyed God, jumped in the car. I said, I'm not talking to this couple. Turn the car on. And the Holy Spirit's prompting me, talk to this couple. And I'm like, but I'm already driving. And he said, talk to this couple. It's like God says one thing. And as I say, then he's gone and he's playing golf. You know, God said, I already said what to do. Why are you asking me again and again and again? I said it to you. Talk to that couple. And so I said, okay, what do I do? I walked, drove around the block a couple of times, praying, and then I knocked on the door. I needed an excuse. I walked in, and to my surprise, I, I walked in with an excuse. They welcomed me. We sat there for two and a half hours. Started talking about God. She's crying. He's crying. And then I prayed for them. It's a beautiful, she's restored in God. Unfortunately, he's not. But we have to obey God. But God uses people. Allow the Holy Spirit prompting, no matter how busy you are. And I am. Peter is a great example. Let's look at Peter. Peter is a fantastic example. Peter's, Jesus and Peter are talking. And Peter goes, you know, Peter was big mouth. Peter, I'm not talking of myself here. Gosh, you're all laughing. Uh, anyway, so Peter's a big mouth. Peter, Peter's ambitious. Peter wants to do a lot of things. And in Matthew 26, 33, Peter declares, even if everyone else deserts you, I will never desert you. 
I will never leave you. I will never desert you. God, Jesus said, you will all desert me. I tell you the truth, Peter. This is this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny three times that you even know me, you, that, that, that you even know me. No, Peter insisted. If I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And the, all the other disciples vowed the same. Have you done that before? Have you done that? God, I'm never going gonna, I'm, I'm to be with you. I'll follow you the rest of my life. It's like that song we used to sing. I will never let you go. I mean, we constantly let God go. It's him who never, 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 let, never lets us go. And then Peter says that, and Peter's failures. So I want to talk about, as we talk about evangelism, look, it's like, a, it's like dance. You can't just dance straight away. You've got to learn. Otherwise, you tippy-toe. I heard someone slipped and fell on their backside last Thursday. I won't mention names. We're Christians. We don't uncover sin. You know, that person's not here today because they're so hurt. No, just kidding. And so um, the failures, Peter takes our, fa God takes our failures and he still uses us in spite of all our failures. Because Peter's failures, in Matthew chapter 26, 37, he took with him Peter and two sons of Zebedee. Peter's name keeps coming. And Jesus takes Peter and, and goes into the garden of Gethsemane to pray. Jesus goes and prays. Peter's fast asleep. Amen. How many of you have fallen asleep during a Sunday morning service? Lord, forgive them. I see who sleeps. Sometimes if you start snoring, I'll come close to you and go, wakey, wakey. All right? And so then in Matthew chapter 26, 41, watch and pray lest, you're, lest, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. So Peter has a good heart, but he is weak. Do you get that? He's got a good intentions, but he is weak. And then Jesus, Judas comes and kisses Jesus. And that's a kiss of betrayal. How many of you have been betrayed? Oh, church, those people in the church, they are the worst ones. Well, they are the same ones who live outside in the world. Amen. Wherever there are people, there are problems. Yes? So, the Holy Spirit says, anyway, I'll, I'll get to the point. We're, we're talking about negative stuff about Peter. Who's having fun to talk negative stuff about Peter? Yeah? We shouldn't talk negative. We are a church. No, this is real life. So, Peter falls asleep. Then, when Judas dis betrays Jesus with a kiss... Peter pulls his sword in verse 52 and he pulls the sword and he cuts the, the Roman soldier's ear off. Because Peter is short-tempered. Ruth, she's looking at me and laughing. Get behind me, Ruth. That's good. So Peter's short-tempered. He pulls the sword out and he cuts. And then Peter denies Jesus three times. I want you to read this with me, please. In Matthew 26 and 69. Now this is all coming to pass. What Jesus prophetically said about Peter, it's coming to pass. I don't want to get to that. It says, it's now Peter, 
sat outside outside in the courtyard. And a servant girl came to him saying, you also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it. This is the first one that he denied. He denied it before them all saying, I do not know what you are saying. In verse 71, and when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, this fellow, Peter, 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 not Peramalo, Peter, also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But again, he denied with an oath, I do not know this man. Exclamation, that means he's stressing on the point. I don't know this man. I don't know him. And a little later, those who stood by came and said to Peter, Surely you also are one of them, for your speech betrays you. And this is the Apostle Peter. This is the old days of Apostle Peter. Then he began to curse and swear. Peter swore. I don't know what swear word he used. But Peter swore, saying, I do not know the man. Immediately the rooster crowed, and Peter remembered the words of Jesus who had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So he went out and wept bitterly. What I'm talking about this is, look, without God, the Holy Spirit's help, everything we do is a duty. Everything we do, coming to church, is a duty. Inviting you to my house is a chore. It's like, really? I have to invite you to my house? Ugh. I avoid them constantly in church and I have to invite them to the house. You know, it's everything. I have to worship lead. Oh, I've got three kids. You know, like currently Clara is asleep. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I don't know where she is. But, you know, it's, oh, it's a chore. Everything is a drag when, it's a, when you have to do it. When you're doing it in your own strength. When you do it in your own strength, striving. It's striving. You know what striving is? Trying to please everybody. You know what striving is? I want to be loved by everybody. Can I just say, even Jesus was not loved by everybody. Amen? Oh, I don't want to tell the truth because I don't want them to get upset with me. Well, he said, hey, guess what? Remember the disciples said, they hated me. They hate hate me. But Jesus said, newsflash, they hate me first. So what's your problem? This is what Jesus was saying. Not literally. Without the Holy Spirit, for us to go share the word with somebody is difficult. Because it's like, as I said it and did it many times, it's like, this is the word of God. It's like, I don't even have the power, but I'm like, medical chocolate, is this this the guy I want to talk to? So you're psyching yourself up. It's like, oh, he's the one. Oh, I don't want to. Oh, look, look, he's he's about to, he lifted his hand. He's going to hate me soon. You know, you're going to start psychoanalyzing people. Have you done that before? Who is not happy, is not in the right mood before I... Who cares about his mood? The word of God is powerful than his mood. Amen. As I keep saying, I don't need to date him. I just need to obey him. 
When I walk in obedience, the power flows. And instead of kind of, Jesus loves you. I did it. 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 I shared the gospel today. And then we come into church. I always shared the gospel with a guy called Shoah. Everyone claps. But the reality is, I literally threw it at him and I ran away. And then we act like we're doing God a favor. We're doing God, I'm doing you a favor. I've obeyed you. What else do you want? But when you walk in the Holy Spirit, you've got such sense of peace. You're not striving. You've got such confidence. And you don't need to date him and marry him. You just say, hey, Mr. Adidas, there's a Whitaker chocolate for you. And he might say, thank you, and walk away. You know, he might say, turn around and swear at you. All those things are possible. We don't know. But my hope and prayer is that we do not become camouflaged Sunday morning Christians that learn how to act holy in the church and walk out of the church and blend in exactly like the world. That's not a life God wants us to have. But when you start living under the power of God, and, and, and as I said about this guy recently before Christmas, I was just talking to him last week. I'm praying with him, meeting him again this week, talking to him. Uh, gave his heart to the Lord, but struggles, so many struggles. And I'm, I've not let go of him. I'm meeting him. I'm praying for him. And I'm saying, come on, let's go lunch. Let's talk life. Let's talk life. And he's a panel beater that I've never even met him before. My car got stolen and I went there quite reluctantly just before Christmas because they said, yep, these are the dents, fix it. The car's written off and the Holy Spirit says, I want you to talk to him. I'm like, what do I tell him? He said, look into his eyes and I look into his eyes. He's got a beautiful smile, but deep sadness in his eyes. So I said, man, you've got a great smile, but you've got sadness in your eyes. That opened the door. Now, where in the scripture does it say that? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, let's not open the word. Now, let's, the Bible in page 507,684, verse 1, the footnotes. Now it says, by then he's gone. And the Holy Spirit's gone. Seize the opportunity. The power comes when the Holy, sorry, when the Holy Spirit is upon you. Allow the Holy Spirit to use you. Amen. Oh, Holy Spirit helps us to overcome our guilt, discouragement. And I want to touch on this very quickly. Because how to overcome discouragement. Number one is God loves you. The truth is to know that God loves you. You've got to go, when God loves you, when you get hurt, you don't run away from God, you run to God. It's like a child. When a kid is hurt, I mean, we still got young kids. My older two, they don't want to come to us anymore. Uh, but that's their problem. Uh, but the youngest, if he gets hurt, he runs to his mother for comfort. You see, it's like the same thing when I get hurt, when I'm hurt or when I disappoint God or disappoint people, I want to run to God because I have to realize He loves me. Peter, when he disobeyed God, when Peter was um, uh, betrayed Jesus, Peter realized he cannot do it alone. He needed to go back to Jesus. Don't do life alone. 
Don't do it alone. You need God. You need God in your life, and God will help you. Number one, God loves you. Know the truth. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Number two, this is in First Second Corinthians four one to eighteen. It's in your connect group notes. Please join a connect group if you're not part of a connect group. All these scriptures are in your connect group. You can talk about them more in detail and depth. But number two is be real. How to overcome discouragement? Number one. God loves you. Number two, be real. Oh God, that hurts. That hurts. Be authentic. Our mission statement is authentic faith, relevant expression. God cannot move if we are not real. God is not interested in phonies. God is not interested in piracy. Don't copy someone else. Be yourself. Be real. Number three, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's God through you. It's not about me. Do you know I get upset when it's about me? I get humiliated, upset, embarrassed, angry, frustrated, discouraged, depressed, all the things you want to name, anxious, all those when it's about me. When it make it about me, I get into all those things. But how do I overcome the, the, the problem of uh, discouragement? Is to go, it's not about me. It's about God through me. Number four, accept my shortcomings. Just accept your shortcomings. Hey, I'm not that strong in this area. Accept it. Tell them instead of faking it. Number five, renew myself in the word daily. Renew, the, renew your mind in the word daily. How do you overcome discouragement? Renew. Number six is last, is stay focused on eternity. Stay focused on eternity. It's important to be focused on eternity. It's not about me. You know, I come to church. A lot of us come to church. Oh, it's too dark. It's too loud. He was banging on the drums like a crazy maniac. Going nuts on the drums. Clara wasn't really singing. That uh, Renault was half dead while he was playing. You know, oh, it was too hot. It's so beautiful outside. Too dark in here. Oh my goodness, the next door person. He was just smelling. Oh, it's horrible. It's all about me. You get what I'm saying? Then you go into the cafe and you go, oh, the coffee's horrible. I prayed. I paid three bucks for that. Ugh. Horrible coffee. Oh, the biscuits were stale. If you want to be negative, you can pick on anything. Professional negative pickers. Be life givers. Be life givers. I was standing at a McDonald's when I ordered for my kids. And I'm standing there for the order. And this guy comes and gives me an Uber bag. Some of you got it? <laughs> Hello, everybody. I am the Uber driver. Uber Eats. Everything in me wanted to give them a fivefold ministry. Just because I'm brown, hey, now I'm an Uber driver. All brown people are Uber drivers. You're laughing at my expense. Oh, Lord, help me. Why was I going there? Now, the reason I was going there is when I, when I was given the Uber bag, I really wanted to rip into them because pride kicked in. But then I said, hey, I'm not an Uber driver. And I politely said something beautiful. 
and this person was so embarrassed, but I saved them from their embarrassment. Anyway, stay focused on eternity. And the last scripture that I want to give, and as I close, Peter replied, this is after he received the Holy Spirit. Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away. All who have called, been called by the Lord our God. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, unlike me. Strongly urging all his listeners, save yourself from this crooked generation. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church on that day. About 3,000 in all. Can I just say, as I conclude this morning, the same coward, Peter. There's a cowardice in all of us. We're all cowards to a point. The same failure, Peter. The same loser. Imagine Matthew, John, all the other disciples are going, hey, you're the one that denied Jesus. You're the one, you're the loser. Your name is recorded here, not my name. I don't know what they were doing, but they did have a lot of arguments, by the way, the disciples. But you see, Jesus never picked on their failures. But when the Holy Spirit comes, guys, He sets us free. It's not about our failures from yesterday, but today is a new day. It's not about what God did last time. Oh God, I, I sinned. I kissed Him and I shouldn't have kissed Him. I kissed a girl. And I didn't like it. God forgives us. The Holy Spirit empowers us. The Holy Spirit wants to strengthen us. Remember we touched last week in Acts chapter 9 verse 17. Ananias went and laid hands on the persecutor, the murderer, the destroyer of the modern church. Ananias laid hands on him. And that man that gave his heart to God, Saul, turned Paul. Who would have thought? would write one-third of the New Testament. What a transformation. What a transformation. Because of the power of the Holy Spirit. When you partner with the Holy Spirit, God empowers you. He will empower you to forgive those that are hurting you. He will empower you to love those that are difficult to love. He will do that. Three thousand people gave their hearts to God, just because Peter got up. Same coward, fearful man, who denied Jesus three times, who swore at that those people. He got up when he was filled with the Holy Spirit, 
and he shared the word who are you not talking about jesus who are you avoiding or are you doing it in your strength and you say i've done it but i've failed the point is partner with god partner with god in your marriage partner with god in your education partner with god in your relationships because i tell you what the holy spirit will tell you don't go there don't go there i know nobody's watching you it's dark don't get carried away don't go there don't cross the line young man and young woman why because your body is the temple of the holy ghost honor god so this morning i want us to really think about it as we sing and a song and worship god with it and take time to meditate on it if you want the power of god and he said god i have been walking in my own way i've been selfish i've been doing it in my own way i've been a good christian god doesn't want you to be a good christian he wants you to be a godly man and woman of god do you know there's a big difference between good and god 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 is good but good is not god you can do a lot of good but that's not god So as we close maybe you have struggled with addictions maybe you have problems and you say god i said i won't do it 100 times i did it last night even this morning before i came to church but i want you to touch me right now today is the day of salvation today how does it happen i bow my knee before jesus And I said God I'm broken will let your anointing come holy spirit bring healing into my insecurities so that I may receive power and go out and preach the word of God